All right, so I do actually have the best way, or I do have the perfect way to start this. Um, mm. When you're taking a shower, do you wash your legs? Yes. Yeah, see, that's how I reacted too. But apparently people don't wash their legs because like the soap just runs down their body. So they well, figure just- I mean, a bare minimum, you have to at least rinse your body off and yeah. kind of just like get everything. But I mean, I guess how much it depends on how dirty you are. I mean, you can always feel if you've got a, you can feel if you've got a layer of grime on you, you're going to do yeah. a lot more, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't know, man, I fucking, um, when I'm doing it, I always wash my legs. Like I don't like, I think at minimum you got to wash your ass and your balls. Cause if you don't wash, you know, that stuff builds up over time. Yes. So, yeah. So you got to wash that. That is true. Ephraim does not wash his legs. Um, he says, it, you know, it just rinses down. So that's good. I mean, it's better than nothing, <laughs> but yeah. it's better than nothing. So <laughs> I even wash my a, feet, man. It's the worst job that you do. <laughs> I even wash my feet. Um, I don't really care too much about the soap, though. Like, when I go to the gym, um, I just use their fucking soap. And it's like, I don't know, probably the cheapest soap you could possibly get your hands on with all oh, the yeah. minerals and metals and shit. That oh, you yeah, don't it's want real cheap. It's real cheap. Yeah. And that, is it is it like, is it a liquid or is it a, uh, is it a bar soap? Now, it can't be a bar. Please tell me it's not a bar soap. Um, it is not a bar soap. Although I have used a bar soap in a public restroom that i didn't bring before not in a restroom sorry public shower yeah it was in germany and um it was one because like when you're getting ready to go to a training rotation or something there's like so many different fucking things that you got to bring like they have a whole mm -hmm. list of shit so naturally you're gonna forget something like you usually expect that you're gonna forget something you're just like oh shit what's it gonna be this time i hope it's not anything too crazy and this time luckily it was just soap the soap really isn't that big of a deal uh and so I, I went there and i found a bar of soap i just fucking rinsed it off because i was like you know if i can rinse it off then i'll rinse some of the soap off that get that layer off then it's like a brand new bar of soap totally that's how it works it is man what the hell are you talking <laughs> just rinse off the layer you don't know where that it, it. yeah those touched. layers haven't touched something but you don't know where that bar of soap's been <laughs> my dog is gonna attack my phone no uh -huh. there you go well it's cool to finally see him i didn't know that was the kind of dog i don't know what kind of dog i thought you had I, i've told you he's a corgi dachshund mix He's, oh, see, I, I went to. That's why I didn't. I went to move him at all, and he immediately just rolled over. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't know, man. I, I've never heard of that kind of dog. Like, let me. Come on, come on, come on. Now well, I want him to do something, so he's just going to be just upside down. You know, and you don't really if look I, like I thought you would. I thought you would be uh, very disorderly and, you know, have like really long hair and not have I used to have really days. long hair. 
And no, I work at a bank. I have to shower every day. I know. I'm very clean and presentable. I'm joking. But <laughs> I used to have really long, long hair just in two. Yeah, just in two, uh, a few months ago, actually. Um, I was just, I don't really know why I was growing it out. I actually had it down to almost my, about pretty much my shoulders. Um, yeah. I just had it pulled. I just always had it pulled back my hair. Like it still goes back now, but I just, as it grew out, I just kept on having it pulled back until I could get it into a small ponytail. Nice. And then I'm getting a new job very soon where I'm not allowed to have a beard, which is why this is shorter and I'm not allowed to have long hair. So I was going to start trimming it shorter and shorter, get it slowly back down to this length. But as soon as I couldn't put it in a ponytail, it just did whatever it wanted. No amount of like washing it, brushing it, combing it, hair gel, anything, nothing worked. It just did whatever it wanted. Do you care if I uh, mention what you're trying to get into? I don't mind. Okay. I don't know. Because you said my job or I'm getting into a job. I didn't know if you were trying to be like discreet about it, but no, no. Yeah, so you're trying to firefight, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why you can't have the beard? Yeah, you're not allowed to mask. have any kind of... You're allowed to have a mustache, obviously, classic mustache, but you're not allowed to have any kind of beard. It can't be long, short. You can't have stubble. You have to be completely clean-shaven. Otherwise, the uh, the masks that they wear doesn't get a good seal. And now, are you, you, are you allowed to have the Hitler beard instead? Um, the Hitler stash? Or, okay, stash, not beard, yeah. You the can Hitler have the stash. Hitler, yeah. The Hitler beard is actually preferred, but uh, <laughs> the Hitler stash, um, I mean, you, I don't think it's against the rules per se, but they probably, yeah. uh, they'll probably find a rule that you're breaking by doing that. I don't know, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember that was the thing in the military is you're technically allowed to have the um hitler stash or the pedo stash all the way up to like does it does it have to be you can't go past the corners of your mouth or i think that's what it is i think like if you do this like i mean his was his was like right here it was it was just i forget what it's called there used to be before it was the hitler stash there was an actual name for it and i can't remember what it's called (laughs) yeah now everyone just you know, it's just the Hitler stash. There, there, there was a, millions of people that would have really enjoyed that mustache had Hitler not fucked it it's up. It's an easy one to grow. <laughs> um, <laughs> who was it? I think it was Mike, Michael Jordan, I want to say. There was somebody. It was an athlete. I want to say Michael Jordan. He was trying to bring it back. Yeah. Um, and he briefly had it. Nobody raised a stunk, stink about it. Um, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. He just kind of does what he does whatever he wants to do um but yeah it it didn't obviously didn't catch on but nobody said anything bad about it (laughs) i wonder how it would be in germany if like czech wanted to uh grow a hitler stash and just walk around with it i think he'd get a lot of mixed i've talked to him (laughs) a couple times and yeah, there's uh he said he he gets the feeling that there's a lot of repressed emotion about a lot of German citizens. So I think he uh, get a yeah. pretty mixed. Yeah. Publicly, probably a lot of booze. Well, and he's got that whole that meme, if you remember, where it's like the beer glass, and at the top of it's like, hey man, how you doing? How's college going? And then at the bottom, it's like 
Hitler really wasn't that bad, man. Like, he's actually not that bad of a guy, bro. Like, all the Germans were just people, man. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, um, but I mean, it is kind of true. Like, you know, if well, if you think about no, no, okay, okay, not Hitler, not saying Hitler was okay, not a uh, I'm not saying Hitler was a good guy. Um, he's obviously got like some crazy ass mental illness, um, like a whole fucking mixture of them. But the people at the time were just people, you know. Like, oh they yeah. Were just they were just trying to pay their fucking bills, man, with all this craziness going on. And yeah, and they they had just come out of the First World War, and they got the bill for it. They were demonized, even though. They didn't start World War One. They were yeah. on the bad side. Everybody blames them for World War One. So everybody just it was hating on the Germans. They were going through a recession. Just everything sucked. Life sucked. It was very stressful. So here comes this angry. Everybody's upset, and here comes this angry guy that is just speaking. He's putting into words every what everybody's feeling a lot better than anybody else was, and he had a lot of political aspirations. Um, and he just, he knew how to work a crowd. He was uh, not a very approachable person. Like that was a, that was a big thing. That's why a lot of his speeches, he, like, especially later on, he wasn't down close to people a lot. He was more up on balconies further away, giving these speeches where you could see him, you recognized him, but you couldn't, like, you couldn't just see him because he was not a very appealing person. Yeah. That's what I'm told. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about how he was as a person. Um, but I do know that with the people, like with one of the police departments, I'm trying to remember it, but I guess there there is this police department. I don't know what part of Germany. Um, and the police chief, the way he approached his deputies wasn't, hey, we're gonna go kill some fucking Jews. It was like, hey guys, listen. We got some really bad things coming down the pipe that we're going to have to do. These, this isn't something I can ask any of you to do. Like, this is, this is horrible. What we're going to have to do is horrible. Um, so if you want, you can leave without any consequence right now. And, uh, you know, that's fine. And then most of them, in a weird way, respectably, didn't leave. You know, like, I know it sounds weird that I said respectably, but it's kind of true because like if you think about it they're well now now i'm in this hole and i got to get out of it um (laughs) it was it was they they were they felt that there was dirty work that had to be done for their country is that what you think okay um well no no no, not that sorry not that no what it was was um it was more like well i'm not gonna leave and let my friend have to, uh, okay they're not gonna know. let other leave it to other people they're gonna yeah it's kind of like camaraderie or something you know i think i can see that yeah yeah and so that's and apparently that's how they got a lot of these um dudes to comply it wasn't through force it was through like hey you can you know if you want you can go but um we got some really bad shit we got to do and i can't ask you to do it well, they've also done, um, they've done it a million times and in different ways. 
Uh, they've done what's it called? I've only uh, usually ever see it as like the Nazi Nazi sociology experiment, I guess you'd call it, um, where people have a uh, appeal to authority. Where it's just if it's somebody, people are will do amazing things that they don't they would not say that they would do like people will do really bad they'll do terrible things uh go further than what they think that they would do if it's somebody that they trust as an authority figure is telling them are to you do are you talking about that one experiment at where they got like all the people and made some of them uh guards and then the others were the prisoners that that was um I'm not talking about that one. That was another interesting situation. No, this one was kind of similar though, right? Yeah, that actually, yeah, that one, that's actually very similar because with that one, it was people and you've got a lot of, uh, they've obviously done tons of interviews and stuff afterwards about it, but there were some of the people, they were, um, they weren't, they said that they weren't being themselves. They were, like playing it up they were trying to be what a, they thought a security guard would be it's like and i think oh, it's been so long since i've i've read anything about that i think they were encouraged i could be wrong they were encouraged to kind of be more brutal i don't think they were i don't remember but they were i don't going, think they were either but they were if we're still talking yeah, about they the were, prisoner were we talking about the yeah, prisoner yeah, that one. Yeah, they were uh, the one where some of them, some of the students were prisoners, some of them were prison guards. The prison guards, they, uh, they, some of them interviewed afterwards of like, how did this just, how did this get so messed up? How did this get so brutal? How like you guys were treating them so bad? You guys were friends. How does it come to this? And I remember one of the guys, he was kind of singled out of being like the most brutal to them. Yeah. And he was saying it was, it was almost like he wasn't himself when he was doing that, ex that experiment. It was that he's, he's playing it up. What's that? Um, there's a name for this. It's a, something that you have to account for when you're doing studies. Um, with a control. It's, they are, what's it called? They, it's when, when you're testing something for something, people know that they're being tested. So they try to give oh, the a, tester the response that they're looking for. A blind for. study or something like that. Blinds? Um, no. Placebo effect. Um, kind of. God, I wish I had a second computer. I could look this up. No, it's <laughs> a, uh, so like if you're trying to test for something, people are like people, when people know that they're being tested, they try to give the outcome. They try to give the result that they think the, oh, the hypothesis the is looking for yeah so if they're if they're testing like uh if they're trying to do some kind of survey or test on people's morality of like oh how like how good of a person are you like how far will the average person go to help somebody else a lot of people mo most people will do very little for others if they don't know them in any way um but if they're being tested, people will go further. It's like, oh, how good is the average person? How far are they willing to go for the, um, their fellow person? Um, and they'll go further. They'll do more to try oh, to get Oh, a social, social experiment? It, yeah, they do it with a lot of social experiments. Yeah. But it's, it's in all kinds of um, tests that they do. They have to account for that. You have to create the, you have to, how you structure the test, whatever you're, whatever you're looking for, whatever you're trying to figure out, you have to structure it in a way where you have to either 
cancel out that part or you have to try to account for that in the results of we got biased results what is it it's test um oh god it's on it's right on the tip of my tongue it's something bias um i'm gonna as soon as we're done here i'm gonna remember what it was i'm gonna kick myself but uh yeah it's some kind of bias where you try to give the person being tested tries to give the result of what they think that they are supposed to give. So that was, okay. that played into the, um, the prisoner with the students, the prison experiment, they were trying to, they were acting it up. They were playing a character and they got, they took it way too far, but they were playing up a character of what they thought they were supposed to be. Okay. All right. And this was in a movie. No, this was real life. Oh, I can't remember oh, where shit. it was, but this was yeah. No, this was real life. I'm pretty okay. sure it was. I'm getting that mixed up because they made a movie about the the whole security oh, yeah, it's guard been and the prisoner films. Yeah. And, there was yeah. I'm I can't remember where it was, but there was another another college shortly after did a similar thing, and it was completely reversed. Where the first time it was the guards were just brutal and just abusing them, physically, emotionally, all that stuff. Um, and then the second time it was 180 where the, the prisoners were just tormenting, just uh, just tormenting the guards, making them just making them hate doing their job. Do you think that takes place with um, people in authority, like police officers or I don't know, uh, or actual prison guards? Um, it definitely can. It has to, right? It has to, on some level, it has to take part in it, but yeah. I know for all, for the most part, a lot, most jobs like that, it's just people doing a job. They're just doing yeah. a job to make money. Um, police officer, they tend to be, jobs like police officer, they tend to be more of somebody that's um, wants to do the right thing. Um, obviously not always, but for the most part, police are just, average people that want to do they want to do more for their communities but it's different so the prisoner experiment that's different than the one i was originally talking about was um they've done that they've repeated this hundreds of times if not thousands of times um the most common one that i have seen is they'll take they take a bunch of people in that are like they're willing to do part of this psychology sociology experiment um and they they have one guy that so they have random people they come in and they meet a guy that he's in on it he's a part of the study and they they tell the person that they are randomly deciding who's going to be the tester and who's going to be the te who's going to be asking the questions and who's going to be answering the questions and um the guy that they have working with them part of the study he is always but like he's always going to be the person answering the questions but the per the other person the random person they don't know this they think it's random that they just got lucky and they're the ones asking the questions so they take them into two separate rooms and they show the first person the the part the guy that's part of the study he's like it gets like strapped into a chair with like electrodes like put on his temple and on his arm like all his body so they kind of play it up it's like this is actually real like this is a whole thing like this it's this person's uh, actually hooked up to machines and then um, they take the other person into another room and they've got this like this uh 
contraption ahead oh, of them. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Okay. They've yeah, got yeah. all these different like buttons or levers in front of them. And nope, my dog's trying to go for my phone again. Um, and so <laughs> they have to answer, they have to ask a question. The real person, the real rando has to ask questions to the fake rando, the guy that's in on it. Um, and every single time he either takes too long to answer or he gets the question wrong, they get, nope, nope. He gets, they push the button, pull the lever, whatever it is, and it administrates, uh, administers rather, uh, a small electric shock. And each time they do it, it goes one up the scale until at the very end, they, they're told, it even has a little skull and crossbones on it. They're told this is a lethal amount of electricity to run through a body. This will kill them. And they go, while they're doing this, they're asking the questions over a microphone. They've got just older guy um, in a lab coat. He's got a clipboard and he's like taking notes, look very professional. He looks like a doctor. Um, and he's just constantly telling them to, this is for science. Uh, you got to keep on doing this. Oh, you, you're good. To, you're, he's fine. You're good to keep on going. Like to encourage them to go. It's, he's, the, he's the person that people put their trust in, the, author, the authority figure that people trust. This is a doctor. This is a scientist. He's telling them to go, then they need to go. And it's a disturbing amount of disturbingly large number of people that will go very, very far up until they will answer the question and, or they'll ask the question rather. And then uh, the guy that's part of the study, he's not actually hooked up to anything. This is all being, it's all just a recording being played back. And sometimes he'll, they switch it up. Sometimes he's, they play, um, they'll play recordings of him where he just goes silent at one point. So it's assumed that he passed out. They'll do some where he's just struggling to answer the question somewhere. He's like screaming, like, no, let me go. Let me out. I want to, I don't want to do this anymore. And every single time the person asking the questions will turn to the doctor and it's like, I, do we, do we continue? I like, I don't know what, I'm, what am I supposed to do? And the doctor just goes, yep, keep going. Yeah, this is, uh, everything's fine. Um, this is, this is for science, all that. And a disturbingly large number of people will keep on going all the way until they'll push the button that says this will kill somebody. They will push it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't. Maybe it wasn't that one, but I had heard something about where <laughs> they heard the screaming on the other side mm -hmm. um, every time they push the button. And then people mm -hmm. would actually start to just push the button more when they or maybe it wasn't that maybe it was a, it was the same study maybe just a repeated or something where they pushed the button and when they heard the screaming they it was something similar to like what you're saying where there was an authority figure telling them that they needed mm -hmm. to push the button um so this experiment isn't necessarily about the effects that having authority can have on you it's the effects that people under that authority and how far they're willing to go mm -hmm. for that authority right yeah that's it was when they are how far people will go in doing very bad things when they are being told to continue by somebody that they trust an authority that they trust yeah so in that situation it was a scientist of some kind a doctor of some kind telling them to keep on going um in other situations, they've had it where um, it can be 
somebody from law enforcement. It can be somebody uh, like a politician. It can be a boss of some kind, like keep going. Otherwise you're going to be, well, not keep going or you're going to be fired. Cause that's, that's a different, um, cause that makes it, it's me or them. That's a different situation. Cause a lot of people will choose themselves over somebody else, which is, that's normal. Most animals will choose their life over, uh, somebody else's, but, um, they'll do it where there's no risk to them. It's like, they're just being pulled by whatever authority figure to keep going. And uh, a lot of people will keep on going and it, and it gets very, very stressful. I've seen videos. There are a lot of people, they break down. There was, there was one guy, he was like, he nearly attacked the, the, the scientist guy. He nearly attacked him. He was like telling him like, um, cause he was saying once the guy for his recording, um, the the guy that was in on it, the guy being asked questions um he stopped answering and so he the, the guy asking the questions assumed that he had passed out or something and he refused to keep going on until he knew that he was safe and it got to and like he was like no i'm done i need to go in there i need to make sure he's okay or call an ambulance do something like help him and the the, the doctor guy the scientist guy he just was saying no we need to continue and he got to the point where he was like about to lay hands on him and like threatening him like no you need to go help this guy that was very rare though yeah i doubt that was the <clears throat> normal person there was also a disturbingly it was very hard to watch sometimes there was a large number of people that they would not laugh like maniacally like they'd push the button to do whatever hundred volts i want to say 450 however many volts it's like this will kill somebody and they push it and it's like ha 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 i just killed this person no it's more of like they they got it wrong okay i have to push it they push it and it's like ha, ha. um so what now and like they just kind of kind of a nervous laugh but there was one lady where she would push it and she would kind of hold it down for like a half second longer than you should and she kind of giggled every single time I, I'm, it was probably an uncomfortable. She was probably just nervous, but it did not come off very well. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, fucking psychopaths. When they so they did another study where, and this, you know, I'm gonna butcher the shit out of this one too. But basically, uh, the the concept will still hold true. Psychopaths, people that were diagnosed you know, with psychopathy, had to sit down and they were shown a bunch of images, you know, a bunch of images being normal images of like a dog or like a flag or a couch, um, you know, things that would headphones, like emotional, experience, just normal, shit. emotional reaction, like just normal yeah. shit. Yeah. And then they just flash, I don't know, a video clip of someone getting their hand smashed in the car, the car mm -hmm. door, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that and they would actually see the dope i think it was the dopamine maybe it wasn't the dopamine but it was some chemicals in their fucking head that would you know parts of it like the go crazy it was parts of their brains that would light up that were yeah they they'd be if very you normally happy to see, see like a cute dog or you see like a happy family or what a sunset you see something that like normally is a positive thing that people like but then you see a picture or video of something that people normally don't like and then they would but they'd have a positive response to it. yeah yeah whereas mm -hmm. people normal people would kind of like you know kind of cringe a little bit yeah and they wouldn't have that same response in their brain so there's some people that are actually wired in a way like imagine right now like if you were walking down the street and um you wanted to 
whack someone in the head with a piece of rebar that you had. I don't know. Normal okay. people that would kind of fuck with them if they saw it. It's yeah. Psychopath looks at that and he's like, "Well, hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, man." Can you imagine that though? That there's people wired that way. That, like, yeah, there's people. They're just their brains are just not wired right. Yeah. Um, I wonder what's the the technical difference because which one's a psychopath or if they're both a psychopath? Because there's some people where their brains are just wired wrong, where they have they see something generally considered negative, they have a positive reaction and they have a negative reaction to something generally considered positive but then there are other people um where they just they they are all normal they're normal in the head they everything works except for they don't feel any empathy Mm, um and um so they're always that's is that a so is it psychopath and sociopath okay those are Uh, sociopath is the lack of empathy whereas a psychopath I think it's, I think they also lack empathy, but they get really excited when they see people get hurt. I could, yeah, I could see lack of empathy. It's probably like probably, oversimplifying it, but. I mean, I, I would, I would imagine that it'd be hard to have empathy when you are hurting somebody to feel good. I feel like that, <laughs> that would I feel be like, like those things don't go together. <laughs> but um, one interesting thing that they found about, um, sociopath whichever one is the lack of empathy one being sociopaths um so i don't think it's a rule i think it's a tendency could be wrong um when you see somebody else yawn uh you have because we're sociological creatures you have a you have an urge to yawn as well um and but sociopaths when they see somebody yawn they almost never have uh the urge to yawn as well because they don't it's it's part of the empathy it's part of us being uh very social creatures that we like that we will mirror ourselves off of others but they don't have that so they they have almost they almost never have any urge to yawn if i recall correctly this is actually what one of the biggest differences between us and animals now i'm probably going to fuck this up but it was something along the lines that an animal okay so if we see people every everyone's staring at something on a mountain you're going to look up at the mountain be like what the hell is that um or what's going on over there and i think it said animals will do that when there is some kind of threat of danger but humans will do it because we assume that you know something we don't and we want to see what you know that we don't and that's very different from like what a pack animal would do i I don't i don't know exactly i can see that there's a lot of like if you take deers for well we also have a lot more language and there's a lot more we just have a higher level of of consciousness so there's a lot more to our social interactions but well i was i was thinking like with technology right technology mm-hmm. is um pretty mindless you know that's what it, it's weird to us like if you were to interact with a robot that could do everything that i can do like it can you know do all the same exact facial expressions it grew hair it had weird quirks you know whatever but it just happened to be a robot and you knew it was a robot there's a good chance that thing would creep you out. And the reason why Mm -hmm. 
is because it's mindless. Like we don't, you know, you're like, if someone gets shot in the head while they're driving a car, the car is going to keep going if their foot's on the pedal. It doesn't think, it doesn't know that. Yeah. It's just doing what it's programmed to do. So I guess that would get kind of into AI because that's part of the, um, the uncanny valley is the more realistic something gets the more it creeps out until you get to an actual human then it goes back it's more realistic more realistic looks we have better better like you got way down here it's like really creepy things like the um like the uh, animatronics at chuck e cheese's and then you get up you've got the animatronics the animatronics at chuck e cheese's animatronics yeah what's that you know five nights at freddy's yeah that (laughs) I don't, I'm not going to say that that's based off of Chuck E. Cheese's, but Chuck E. <laughs> basically that is Chuck E. Cheese's minus the murderer. <laughs> they don't walk around, but they've got these very creepy, it's like old fashioned where they're just, for whatever reason, they thought kids would love this, but it is nightmare. They just nightmare. Fuel. Oh yeah. Where it's like super you're... basic. They like go the, yeah. like, yeah, they go like that. And then like, as they're turning their eyes, like their eyelids, like kind of like bounce almost it's really weird yeah um but yeah, as it goes up they get more realistic you have better experience until it gets too realistic then it drops down people are very uncomfortable with them and then it goes back up when you get to a, a real person obviously but it's you can tell like it looks more realistic it looks like more like a person but you can tell something's off it's not moving quite right or whatever it is it's em- you can tell that it's empty it's not what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think I mean, you could get more scientific approach and say that you need some level of like consciousness, some level of like AI intelligence to make it move and behave correctly. Or you could get on a more philosophical level and say that it's missing some, whatever that, that object is, it's missing something like a soul. I, you can, I think you part can of it though. see that it's like, that it doesn't have it. Yeah. I think part of it is that when we see that, like, okay, if you're looking at some dude that he was just attacked by a bear and like his whole face is all fucked up, half his mm-hmm. ear is hanging off, and I don't know, like okay. his jaws dislocated. And, he's messed. He's been mauled by a bear. Yeah, he's yeah. messed up. I just saw a video of a guy that got mauled bear bear actually that's why did you was... see the one where the the he's like rock climbing and bear just comes charging out of nowhere and he flips it over his head no and, like, I... and it falls down the cliff and he i saw him up and he just keeps on and he just kicks it in the face i saw the one where this beast of a man walked out of the woods and did a facebook live right after he had been attacked by a bear and told everyone to stay safe he needs to get he's like i gotta go i gotta get to the hospital and <laughs> and he's like, super <laughs> i gotta go yeah i think i've seen that one yeah i think i've seen that one yeah years ago I think. Oh, okay but i just saw oh, i probably didn't see it no oh. um where you weren't looking at bear attacks years ago no i don't i don't really no. if, if i did it was just like scrolling through the internet just a random one that con- that came you got up. into it in 2021 i don't know maybe <laughs> no um anyways yeah so when we look at someone that's really fucked up we mm-hmm. think like it, I don't know. There's like this weird, awkward tension when they're around. And I'm not saying that's good or that, that, that it's actually awkward, but it, it's some kind of weird tension. Like you're trying not to, you know, yeah. address it. 
you're just trying to treat them like a normal person, yeah, you know, things like that. Maybe that's where that comes from. And it's not that he's actually fucked up, but maybe because you're trying not to address it. I don't know. Uh, but maybe it's also like that with robots, where robots, they don't exactly look how they're supposed to look. And so in our minds, it's just like when things don't look how they're supposed to look, it kind of sets that weird feeling where one might be awkward tension, the other one's fear. It's because it's not looking the way it's supposed to look. But what if it did? What if it looked exactly how it was supposed to look? What if it, it was ex machina? Um, yeah. Then if it looks, if it looks, moves everything perfectly like a human, then it all comes down to, I think, the AI. Because uh, yeah. you can only program it. If it's not like real artificial intelligence, just having a conversation, you're going to know either, you're either going to know something's off and it's not a real human by it's just having like you're ask you're talking to it about uh how how the weather is and then oh did you see that sports ball game and yada yada and then it just goes at a comes out of left field with uh like something not not really related um or if it's uh or if it's just i kind of lost my train of thought if it's if it either is only so programmed enough to give a specific answer to certain questions or kind of guess or if it's not good enough at reading social cues and how conversations work basically how smart the ai is well that that's really the ultimate step is when it gets to the point where it's not just following its programming but reprogramming itself as it needs to for the given mm -hmm. situation mm -hmm. But in a way, that's still just as fake, isn't it? Because like, yeah, sure, you know, if you program them for every single situation, what decision to make in that specific situation, that's bad. But how's that any different or not bad, but that's not like real AI. But how's that any less real than them making an algorithm that it can use to reprogram itself, given whatever situation it might be in? They're both still shit that we made. And right. so they're always well, going to be fake you're still shit that your parents made. So it, it, it kind of depends <laughs> on how complex it is. So the difference, I would say there's a pretty big difference between I somehow um, wrote down all of the, I programmed in all of the questions that you could possibly ask. And then I gave an appropriate answer for every single question, for every single situation. That's impossible because it would take forever. And there's not enough memory. There's not enough storage for that because it's, infinite number infinite. Of, potentially yeah. infinite number of questions um a lot of them would be very similar or the same question but potentially infinite number of questions there's and a potentially infinite number of answers so there's a difference between that programming if this then this um as opposed to um a, com uh, a program that would be able to learn so it's like it asks it knows you program you met somebody you say hello what is your name and it knows that. And then it learns from their social interaction. Okay, hi, my name is Ian. And then it's like, okay, this person's Ian. Hi, my, and I'm Jeremiah 2.0. Hi, Jeremiah 2.0. You're way better than that last guy. Um, if it can learn, then it is, it's constantly improving. Just it's building upon itself on how learning information, how it processes, how it interacts with things. <laughs> that is a lot closer to how humans develop because babies, they don't know anything. They're um, 
for few years after they're well yeah for such a long time after they're born um so much of what they learn is by mirroring uh, what they see what they hear what they what they touch they copy what their parents do what their family does what their people they're around they copy them and that's similar to how like a real ai would learn is it is it's observing its interactions. It's learning from when it talks to people, when it watches them and do whatever. Um, it's able to learn from that. And it kind of changes its code the way yeah. humans would change their neural pathways when they learn something. One of you think about it, as complex as we are, as intelligent as we are in mm-hmm. you know, being able to learn the way that we can, um, we're we still take 18 years to fully develop, you know, what yeah. about something well, that's, that's your... not quite as advanced, you know, what if it has to well, sit I around for a hundred years before it figures things out. And then at once it gets to that point, it's exponential, you know, and it just starts yeah. rapidly. Well, that's growing. also, is it going to, is it just one program that's evolving like that? It That it's improving itself or there was another, um, there was another idea of eventually you can make a machine or you can make a program that will make another machine. It can, if a, if a, this is usually with AI, um, cause we're trying to make an AI that is right now we're trying to make one that is as smart as a human and you know, what does that mean? So you can easily make a robot. There's a lot of AI right now that they can, there's that one, uh, I forget what it's called. There's the one that's supposed to be impossible to beat in chess. It was beaten, but it can beat almost anybody in chess. Well, that's just one skill. Um, that's yeah. actually really easy. You just program all of the moves and then it can calculate. It's very easy numbers game at that point. And then there's AI where it's just, um, it just has to memorize facts. Like there was the one that went on Jeopardy and it was winning tons of money because it's, if it's just, uh, memory recall if it's just facts then a computer's way better at that than, than we are um, but if it's problem solving or any kind of depending on what how you're trying to test its intelligence um, we've got made nothing that comes close to humans so once we do that we're going to try to make something that is better than humans and then that is going to try to make something that's better than itself and that's going to make something that's better than itself and just going to keep on escalating until it's program after program making something even better than itself and eventually you get to um i think they call it the singularity i've heard of a lot of things being called ai singularity though so uh but it just keeps on going until it can't make something that's better than itself but that's what does that turn into god could be had to be right like, I mean, if it, isn't that the path that God would, or if, if an entity wanted to become a God, isn't that the path it would need to go through? Well, I guess that depends on what Godhood means. Is it just being... That's true. Godhood. I like that term. <laughs> Godhood. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah God, Godhood. Goddom. Goddom. Yeah. Well, Gun, you fucking Gundam? sexist piece of shit. I'll have you know that there's more, you know, it's not just men who can become God. You know, it could be women too. 
It could be how, goddesses' how, hood. You know that that says oh, more. Oh, about oh shit! That says I fucked myself up. You exactly. Or, that says yeah. more about you because I said godhood. There's manhood and womanhood. The hood is oh. just yeah. Oh, see, no. I thought you were about to hit me with the fact that it's gender neutral. You know, like they they could be fluid. They could be neutral. They could be a thirty percent man, twenty percent duck, and well, fifty percent woman. I don't. Would would God have a gender? Because you could argue, one could argue, <coughs> I would argue, as somebody might say, um, if, would it not be better for an entity, would an entity not be better if it can replicate itself by itself? Whereas humans, we need, for the most part, science, there's science, but for the most part, we need a man and a woman in order to make to replicate ourselves if there was something that could replicate itself without needing another entity would that not be better um it wouldn't be better if if there was a god i feel like it would have to be both because in the universe what what we see is there is it that's what i'm asking i thought you were saying it had to be neither neither both what's the difference well both means that you are those two things and then neither would be that you're not either of them but how would that how would that uh what would that look like if there's you, so, i mean actually you that would, would be to, the same thing if you think that, that would if you think about it you would have to be both you would have to be male and female but you'd also have to be both of those and neither of those because the universe is all about duality right so, so you're saying I'm wrong because I'm right? No. <laughs> this isn't about you being wrong, Ian. Okay. Feels weird okay. to call Jeremiah. you out. It does. Um, but no, I'm saying like if there's hot, then there's cold. If there's soft, then there's hard. If there's wet, then there's dry. If there's, um, I don't know. Well, some of those, that's everything is always. Some of those, some of those is the absence of another thing. Like just because some one thing's wet doesn't mean another thing is dry. It's possible for the entire universe to be dry, but that's still uh, a liquid doesn't have to exist. That's still two though, right? Like you're either okay, yeah, this that's, thing or there's none of that thing. That's still. Two. I mean, that's kind of simplistic, but yeah, you could break everything to you can break everything into the world ones uh, and zeros. This is, this is either a duck or it's not a duck. That's what I'm saying. I I actually think that duality. I don't know what it is about duality, but I think that it's a thing inside the universe. I, well, so you're not, that's a way of, that's a, it's a valid way of looking at it, but it's just, yeah, you can say that anything is like, is this, is this a Rubik's cube or is this not a Rubik's cube? Is this a um, Super Bowl uh, championship ring or is this not a Super Bowl championship ring? You can do that with anything. Yeah. So it's a, it's a way of categorizing things. And I mean, it anyway, back, back to, to ones and zeros. Like <laughs> there machine you go. code, AI, one and zero. Yeah, and, and that's our segue back you into, back onto the, the path. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> it's like that car that's like fucking doing this shit in the air, and everyone's wondering what's going to happen when it lands. But boom, it lands perfect and just keeps driving. Yep. This only happens in video games and movies, but exact, exact, or fast. Yeah, yeah not yeah, movies as well. Yeah, fast. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking, so I said, I said, you brought up well, we were talking about if God 
was a man or a woman, or if it was both, or if it was neither. And I said, well, it's kind of, it would be neither. It's not in, it's neither a man or a, well, it's neither male or female. And then what's the difference between not being one of those or being both of those? Because being both of those also means that you are not one of them. So if, if I am, it's like if you, if you break, if you were to divide everybody in the world into one group that is, they only have a right hand and the other group is they only have a left hand. Well, I'm not a person with only a right hand. I'm not a person with only a left hand. I have both. So I, I am a person with a right hand and a person with a left hand, but I'm not just one of those things. I am both. So I'm neither and both. That is duality. Yes. Because you're neither and both. I, that's how duality works. <laughs> Don't mock me. <laughs> I can't breathe. Don't mock it. All right. It's fucked up. <laughs> so, anyway, what we're we talking about? We were talking about God. Talking about God. All right. What about God? <laughs> okay, so we're talking about I AI. I wanted to see if you wanted to go to my um, church this Sunday, actually. I think I'm good. What? Not, not a religious mean. person. <laughs> uh, I can go to support you. I've you done were, that a lot. <laughs> I interrupted to... you with rudeness. I, How dare you? You, uh, please continue with what you're about to say. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about <laughs> if you were to just continue something was to continuously make a better version of itself what does that become oh right, um, right is it just is it one supreme being that is just the entire universe <laughs> is one being all the atoms in the universe are one perfect object, one perfect entity whatever that looks like or would it be something that doesn't even need a physical form if it's just pure energy hmm. what is if you keep on, if it keeps on making itself smarter, faster, stronger, um, like what does that eventually turn into? <clears throat> and you said God, and I said, well, I guess it depends on what Godhood mean, what Godhood means. Um, if it's just something that has a a higher level entity, um, just something with more power, then. Uh, then yes. If it's something that is omniscient, omnipresent, then potentially it could be. I don't know. Have you ever seen Stargate? I have not. Well, in that one, their version of that, because they actually had, so <clears throat> with them, there are aliens, but they're not as um, well, they are kind of crazy, but it, there's a lot of humans that went to other planets and colonized those planets, and then they fell under the rule of these oppressive aliens. And <clears throat> not all of them. Some of them didn't. And some of those that didn't, you know, formed their own little community separate from Earth, because mm -hmm. Earth was also under the oppressive rule of these aliens. And they evolved over time um i don't know how long in the in the story but they evolved over time to the point where they simply exist on a different plane of existence um mm -hmm. 
they can still interfere with godlike power in this plane of existence, but their primary life is over on a completely different, not even a different universe, not a different galaxy. A different um, reality. Yeah, completely different yeah. thing altogether. Okay. Yeah, that kind of gets back to <clears throat> if it if it's if it just becomes like a something of pure energy, if it where it doesn't it can exist in ways that we don't even understand. We can't even comprehend. Yeah. And I think that becomes pretty apparent with uh, mushrooms whenever you decide to eat those. Uh, because, you know, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's the plane of existence we go to. I'm not saying that's mushroom not, land. Yeah, I'm not saying that we don't go to the mushroom land. But um, that could just be a different thing altogether. And we experience it. And then um, when we die, we go to a completely different thing besides mushroom land, but it's also completely different from this thing that we're in right now. Yeah. Equally as valid as mushroom land and equally as valid as this thing, but <laughs> completely different. Land. And that's another um, thing so I was talking about with Ephraim was perspective. Like, oh, okay. To, I don't know. To me, it's, it's crazy, right? That. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> one guy can have just gotten a million bucks from a business he's been grinding on, you know, his whole life. Um, mm -hmm. And he's finally hit that 1 million mark um, for sales that year, you know, and he's ecstatic and everything. Meanwhile, another guy uh, just had to go bankrupt and he's having the worst time of his life right now. His wife just left him, took the kids. He has child support you know, uh, all that shit behind on but bills, it, cars yeah. breaking down, all that stuff. Yeah. But then also how in the grand scheme of things from the perspective of like the universe, if you will, none of that shit, Matt, no, the universe doesn't give a fuck yeah. that, that guy just got a million bucks and the yeah. universe doesn't give a fuck about all that shit that just happened to the other dude. You so know, that actually, yeah, no, that gets into a, that's a whole can of worms of philosophy of everything everything matters Every, everything matters but at the same time depending on what scale you're judging it nothing matters like you can break it down to the smallest thing of um this person has a crush on this person this person doesn't feel the same way first person is can just completely distraught but that doesn't that's just that one person is upset doesn't affect that not necessarily doesn't affect anybody else. Um, but then you've got, um, then you can scale it up. It's a uh, sports ball team one and sports ball team two, they play a game and sports ball team one wins. All these people are happy. All these people are sad. That's, that's bigger. But then you scale that up even further. There's this country doesn't really like that. This country is meddling in uh, their affairs. So they go and invade another country called Ukraine. And, uh, <laughs> that's obviously more important than a sports ball game the sports ball game is more important than little johnny there? having a crush on Susie. i mean it affects more people and it has more serious ramifications than uh than the other ones do but you could also say that's actually a good point it's like uh war in ukraine is more disastrous results and affects more people than johnny having a crush on Susie and getting uh, but shut down but only to everybody else little johnny 
might not necessarily ever be affected by the war in Ukraine. Um, he could care less. If he's halfway across the world, it doesn't affect him uh, very much. Then to him, um, the girl he likes rejecting him is more important. So that, yeah. man, that matters more to him. Well, and Czech always quotes that one, uh, it may have been Mussolini, I don't know, where he says that, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's something along the lines that, you know, a thousand dead is a tragedy, or no, 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 a thousand dead is, um, yeah, a thousand dead is a sad story for a day, but then uh, the death of one man is a tragedy for a lifetime or, or something like that I, I don't know uh, but he was talking about how you know if one guy gets assassinated that's a big deal because you know his face is all over the news that's what everyone yeah. sees and everything and whereas like a thousand people that's really hard for us to wrap our minds around like we understand conceptually that that's a worse thing like that's horrible yeah. but like it's easier for us to relate to the one person that passed. one guy yeah that reminds me of the dark night with the Joker when he's talking to Harvey in the hospital and he's saying like, well, he can do one thing. Nobody cares. And then um, he says uh, a truck full of soldiers gets blown up. Nobody cares, but uh, nobody panics. But then he, he kills one little old mayor and everybody loses their minds. Yeah. Um, it's all about kind of, I mean, you can get, you can look at that in all kinds of different ways of some are their, their people, they're dying far away, people you didn't know versus this is at least a person I know their name, like they, or they're an important person. This is the mayor. If they die, then what does that mean? Or, I mean, it can do, you can look at that all different kinds of ways. Yeah. And of course the war in Ukraine only matters to us as humans. You know, it doesn't matter at all to the trees. Like, they don't give a fuck what happens. You know what I mean? Unless unless the, unless the war destroys the trees. Or, well, like, well, if we... That's only yeah. from our perspective that the trees would care. We don't know. We haven't talked to the community of trees and figured out <laughs> how much they actually care. If, you know, and what we're... <laughs> we we're worried for the trees. You haven't gotten on Facebook. For you haven't gotten on Facebook. You haven't created an account on Facebook and yeah. see what the uh, what the trees no. are thinking. Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, I like it. Um. Yeah. So you know, we're the and humans. We're such a small part of the whole fucking equation. Like not just Earth, but the whole universe and shit. Well, yeah, we're very very small, but we we can have very uh, large uh, results. Like we can, my dog's climbing on objects. Um, we can, we are very small and relatively <laughs> very weak, but um, we can have a very, over time and with enough people, you can have a very large reaction to something. But even then for the most part, at least for a long time, we're going to be, anything we do is going to be limited to planet earth and yeah. nothing almost nothing we can do is going to last forever like no matter how how strong of a building or whatever a structure um no matter how strong or high or 
while you build something, eventually it's going to get either knocked down over time, worn down, or nature's just going to grow over it and it's going to not exist. Yeah, because we we manipulate nature um, to do what we want it to do. I know I sound really hippie saying that, but I mean, that is reality, right? Like everything is nature, even like this plastic bottle of gummies it's just i mean that's all those, nature just mixed together and manipulated in a way it's yeah it synthetically bad. we it's synthetic in so far as <clears> that, <throat> that it does not exist in nature in that form yeah like everything yeah. is everything is natural if you look at it from the point of, of view of you just took objects from the earth and then <laughs> messed with them heat them up cold them down uh chop them up whatever and put it in a different arrangement those molecules yeah. that make up that bottle still existed when the dinosaurs were alive it just yeah didn't look like that yeah and then it's gonna look like that whenever the dinosaurs for thousands of years because it takes forever to break down no no until the dinosaurs come back they're actually coming until back the dinosaurs right come back obviously i don't know the, if you knew the laser um, raptors when they uh when they uh their peace treaty finally breaks down and they uh this whole the human era is is uh, allowed for interdimensional space travel no man you travel. didn't hear that no the dinosaurs came back <laughs> and apparently they left earth a while ago once their technology became synonymous with or sorry harmonious with earth's um nature right once their I technology was conducive, episode. no it's not a doctor who episode it's the <laughs> new rick and morty episode um season six episode season six? six. Oh, i haven't seen yeah. that yet <laughs> Yes. Did it come out, is it, what does it come out on? Does it? Uh, what is that? Hulu? What is? Um, I, on Hulu. I'm not sure if it is. It may. It may be. Um, Pretty sure I watched it on Hulu. I watched it on Google TV. I just buy it every time it comes out. I'm pissed right now because they just fucking they're making us wait until November 20th for the next fucking episode because they're taking a mid season break. Like, mid season. How season how many episodes have come out? I think five or six. Uh, it's probably not on because uh, you don't have to pay up for it. Each individual episode on Hulu, you just pay for the subscription service. If I'm right, and it's Hulu, which I'm pretty sure it is, um, <coughs> you just uh, no, no, just, I I don't think it is. I could I be think, wrong. No, I'm pretty sure. I feel. I mean, I think my the producers is, are like holding it hostage and only putting it on like select maybe the newest season that you that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. oh okay the, that's what i was saying yeah, i didn't yeah, get yeah. that far yet but um yeah i'm pretty sure you can watch as long as you have hulu you can watch it on hulu but you just can't watch the most current season I'm, i've seen up yeah. through season five the last one was like uh like like it was like samurai rick or something it's like rick oh and yeah Rose. i didn't like that i i, I, mean, I didn't cool, like it either. that was not a it wasn't like, i mean it's interesting rick and morty for me no like i think it's interesting it's definitely an interesting episode but i think it'd be better for the middle or middle to end of a rick and morty season it's definitely not like yeah. season four ending um well not i don't think it's a very good it, season they don't end it that way um, I won't say how they ended, season, but what season five or season what? Season five, yeah. The, if I remember right, I think the last episode is a normal Rick and Morty episode, and they kind of wrap it up on the episode before. I thought no, I thought <coughs> I can't. 
I'm going to have to rewatch it. I was pretty sure that season five was it, the entire arc was it's following the, uh, the Rick and two crows at the very end. It's just like, he's a Rick is a rebound for the crows. And I thought it like, it kind of, yeah. And then that's when they end up getting back together. Yeah. yeah that, and that's the end of the episode, isn't it? Yeah. But I thought there was an episode after that where it was a normal. I could have swore that was episode eight and that uh, was the, whatever the last one was. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Are you thinking of the the evil Morty episode? Because um, I'm pretty sure that's no, the that episode. one was pretty dope though. I'm not gonna lie, that one was pretty cool. They brought yeah. that song back. The um, the Morty President Morty, the song. Okay, oh, um, I can't think of how it goes, but when they're on the Citadel, when they're on the Citadel. Oh yeah. Da, 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 da. Yep, that's. That's how it goes. Yeah, I've seen all the episodes like a dozen times, man. I'm obsessed with that show. Rick and Morty's the shit, man. Um, I've always loved it. Show. It really is because there's so much going on and everything's a bit. It's oh yeah, hilarious, man. I I can't say that I sit there and like die laughing or maybe even laugh out loud, but I'm very stimulated while I'm watching it. It's making me. Oh think. yeah, definitely. Yeah. It has your attention. It make you think about stuff. I mean, yeah. you can. So and it many is of funny. It's just not of... rolling the floor. Funny. Right. Well, there are yeah. sometimes where it's just you'll get an actual like an out loud, a laugh out loud, or yeah. you'll get a belly laugh. But uh, most of the time, it is entertaining. It'll keep your attention. And it's oh, there's a lot of stuff where you can just oh that's a funny bit if you don't look too into it it's like oh that's a funny joke or this is happening okay now that's happening oh that's funny and then a lot some of them not all of them because they do go back and forth between episodic (laughs) um episodes episodic episodes and serialized episodic plots and serialized plots where some of them are just this is an episode of a show that exists not really in any point in in the timeline and there's some of serialized where um, this happens, and then later on, it's like they'll do a callback. I'll like, hey, remember when this happened? Yeah. Um, and there are some things where it's just, oh, that's just a funny joke, but then you could also go into more depth with them as well. Yeah. It happens a lot with Rick when it comes, like when we start learning more about his past or his relationship to Morty, uh, things like that. Yeah. It, it It's funny too in the show when they start making references to how it's a TV show as a joke yeah like uh on the most recent episode uh don't Don't spoil spoil it for me (laughs) um well mate okay it won't spoil it but basically i already told you about the dinosaurs the dinosaurs come back and they do something to mess with rick and rick's like what the fuck man like i could have used that for a three episode arc at least you know and it's oh yeah they kind of break the fourth wall they know that they're in yeah 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 and it's it's always funny when they do that, you know. Yeah, um, that's that that is such an easy thing to do wrong, to do poorly, and it just not work. But they're very uh, talented. Whoever the writers yeah, are, they are. I can't remember yeah. their names. I think there's two main guys, but yeah, they've got a whole team of writers. Um, I wonder how they get yeah, it so good, good man. Because like, you know, with stand up comedy, for example, you try your or you write your material out. You know, you go and you try to. There's a lot of rehearsal. Words. There's a lot yeah. of rehearsal. It's very hard to just go up and be funny. Yeah. There's, you're going to have a lot of crash and burns. You kind of, but what I'm saying is, you that. get feedback instantly. You try your material out and you know that either because of the material or your delivery, 
that it either did really good or it did not do really good. And it did really good in these spots specifically, and it didn't do good in mm-hmm. these spots specifically. Mm-hmm. And it's like that because you're doing it in front of a live audience. But with an episode, that's got to be hard because you're not just pushing this episode out in front of, you know, 15 year old kids, or you're not just pushing it out in front of old people. You know, you're going to have all it like, if you want them to come watch the episode so that you can get feedback that already kind of changes things. Cause most people are going to mm-hmm. casually be watching it on their phone, you know, throughout their day anyways. Yeah. And you're bringing these people in to sit down. Like they're going to give you false feedback. So like, I wonder how they are able to find the, like that the is, juiciness uh, in it, you know? that. Yeah. There's, well, there's, they've got the team of writers where they'll, they'll come up with something. They'll kind of play ideas off of each other. Usually. Hey, no, no, you don't do that. Um, and so they can get kind of a better idea of like what's what's going on um but uh so that's actually kind of touched on two different things one was um with the way media is being consumed it's changing it used to be you had to buy uh you had to buy the the film or you had to buy the the dvd or whatever it was hey you stop that you stop that um and then it became now it's now it's cable. It's played over, it's played over cable, and you can watch it, um, but you don't get the results until so long later, or you can't you can't you don't know that everybody's watching. You have to have what are those called? They had uh, it was something family. You would be the Nelson family. It was you'd have a black box, and um, if you would, it would record what you not record, but it would. Um, it would relay what channels you were watching and at what times. And that's how they based viewership um, back in, in the cable days. And then now that everything's becoming online, streaming services, you, uh, streaming service was a, was a step because they can directly, uh, they can see exactly how many people have watched movie or TV show, whatever it is, whatever video, um, how many times they've watched it? How far did they, how far did they watch? Did they only watch it halfway through? Did they watch the entire thing? Um, and then, then there's internet videos where you've got like YouTube and all those different things where uh, sites where you can instantly get all of that information, not just that, but also who is it? Is it an adult? Is it a child? Is it a man? Is it a woman? Um, all of that stuff. And then you can also get their reaction to it with things with things like comments with things like upvotes and downvotes thumbs up and thumbs down you can get even more of and you can break it down even further of like when in the video did they thumbs up is it was it the very beginning because it just immediately it, it, they liked it or is it because they know that creator and they they know that they're going to like it or they're just supporting them or was it part way through when they told a certain joke or was it the very end where they had yeah i had a good experience they say yeah that's i like that um all of that changes how they how they kind of record how they tell like how well a video is doing a joke or movie a tv show all that stuff yeah i think one thing they did with that data that they collected i I don't know how they figured this out i haven't read anything i haven't even googled it before um but someone really smart must have you know, been talking to the decision makers and shit because like 
to to it's really clever to be able to figure out that if you put soundtracks of people laughing at the Mm punchlines of the jokes on your movie or tv show that that's going to make it funnier than it would be normally Um, that yeah that kind of that's really smart people when they're supposed to have their reactions that can go really poorly as well though because i mean there's Everybody loves to hate on uh, Big Bang Theory. I actually like Big Bang Theory, unironically. But I mean, if you don't like it, that then that's fine. You <laughs> I don't have really to like the thing it. that I like. That's fine. I like it. Um, well, maybe you're just not smart enough for it, Jeremiah. <laughs> I've never seen it. No. <laughs> or I may have seen no, it. No, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of nerd jokes. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just the show. It's a sitcom <laughs> about. Um, just a bunch of basically a bunch of nerds a bunch of geeks um <laughs> and some people find it funny some people don't but um the internet loves to hate on it because they'll just make like so many of the jokes they'll simplify it they'll kind of break it down but you can do this with all kinds of stuff but they'll like person walks into room other person says socially awkward thing and then there's silence and they play a, a, a laugh track and you can do this with all kinds of shows that have laugh tracks and um, clap tracks and whatever they're all of those audio recordings. Um, if you take them out, because all of those shows, they will pause. No, you cannot play in the blankets um, of using them as a, as a phone stand. Um, if any show that has any show that has those um, recordings they pause once they tell a joke they'll pause the actors stand still and pause and look at each other while the the laugh track is playing no again no there you go um am i gonna have to am i just gonna have to hold you this entire time all right there we go um so it it, when you remove the whatever the laugh track whatever the audio sound the audience sound is it's gonna make it it's gonna make the the video seem weird People just love to hate on the Big Bang Theory one because it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about the Big Bang Theory. Um, I think the oldest show that I was really into as a kid was Alf. I don't know if you've ever seen Alf. I've not seen I know what it is, but I've not seen it. Yeah. I know it's weird looking, but... Yeah, it's like this uh, alien that this family yeah. kind of takes in like the long nose thing and yeah yeah it's like all furry i used to love that tv show plus I, i've always liked uh the science fiction uh tv shows yep. like um short circuit i don't know if you ever seen that movie i've not seen that um i have seen a video of adam savage from mythbusters he's got his own um like youtube channel and other stuff where he he's got a series where he sees a bunch of um either he'll see like a bunch of old like classic movie props or um he'll kind of learn about how they did certain things like i know there was one of the most recent ones it was some kind of glaive which is it's like a i think you can have different blades number of blades on it but it was it's like a, a metal piece. Well, they'd have like the handle piece in the middle and then they'd have a bunch of blades that would all they'd spin out from them. And it was like a throwing. It was like uh, if you crossed like a throwing star with a switchblade. And it's just all, all of the blades are these little, like they, they flip out and you can just throw it at somebody. 
<laughs> or you could probably just stab them, I guess. I don't know. I'm yeah. pretty sure that they were throwing they were throwing weapons. But it was some um, it was really old ornate and old gold. And he had to have this like white glove to even handle it. Um, he's got a lot of videos like that. And one of them was the um the the robot from that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That guy's yeah. big. I don't know what I was expecting, but that thing is a lot bigger than I thought it was gonna be. <clears throat> the the premise is kind of dumb of, of short circuit, but it's still a really good movie. Um, it has What's the do, premise? I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's basically where uh, the military <clears throat> sign a contract for these robots that are going to go act, ba- you know, basically as like infantry soldiers and, you know, fight mm-hmm. bad guys and shit. Um, and then one of them gets struck by lightning. And okay. Yep. Classic. Becomes artificially intelligent. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. And or Iron Man back in the day, becomes... not the new one, the old one, like the cartoon movie. Um, and it wasn't about okay. Iron Man, like the hero. This was about like an alien robot that was sent to Earth and hit its head and became. Oh, nice. that's not Iron Man. That's the Iron Giant. The Iron Giant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, okay, Iron Man, a cartoon one. I think I don't think I've seen that, but okay, I can see that. It's an alien sent. It. That's yeah. not what Iron Man is. Oh, he fell to he fell to Earth and he hit his. Head. That's Iron. Yeah. yeah, that's Iron. Did you were you about to say Vin Diesel on there as well? No, he was vo- what? No, he was voiced by Vin Diesel. Iron Giant was voiced by Vin Diesel. Oh wait, the the actual giant, the the giant I, robot guy, the Iron Giant. The, yeah, the big the robot. Giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Iron Giant from the movie, the popular movie, The Iron Giant. Um, he was voiced all of the grunts and all of the all of the weird sounds that he makes. Um, he's voiced by Vin Diesel. Yeah. Dude, such a good movie. I, I watched it, it so much growing up. Mm-hmm. And then he fixes his uh bump in his head and yep. turns into the evil fucking I forget how. Well, no, no, so yeah. that was he's like he was sent there he's this super weapon um and he was he was sent to earth like we don't know like it, it, we assume it was he's a weapon sent there to destroy everything um that's actually i don't think that's ever even explained in the movie of why he's there they just know that he yeah. is and he's a super weapon um and he he hits his head like doesn't know what's going on and then he meets the he meets the boy i don't remember the kid's name and um becomes friends with him and at the very end the like the military is like learns about his existence and there's like ah oh, it's a threat we got to attack we got to destroy it before it destroys us and he's not trying to fight back but he just know like it's just when he's attacked when there's a threat he just goes into de- defense he goes into attack mode um and like he stops thinking his eyes go from green to red and it, like he like his head hunk, hunk, hunches down he's like armor all the weapons come out and he's not even thinking and it wasn't until the boy is like he's about to, like he's got this i think it was like a giant like beam cannon out of his chest he's like this giant green plasma ball he's about to fire it and uh he like the kid comes up to him and he's like trying to get him to stop and at first he's aiming a gun and the kid's just like he's like he's flinching he's like but he's not running away so i'm like no you're my friend or you don't have to do this you get to choose to you get to choose to be good that's a whole thing um because they're talking about being superman and all that um and then didn't and, he he turned back into the good robot when the kid yep. ran out 
because he's, he's there's that scene where he's like he's got a just giant like cannon on his arm and he's aiming down at the boy and, and it's like they got this kid can fit inside the barrel it's such a large weapon and he's he's just kind of standing there like this of like you, it, you get to choose you you are who you want to be um and it snaps him out of it um and he decides to be good yeah and then the there's the politician guy at the very end he he takes the the walkie-talkie from the the military guy um and he tells them to fire the missile and it's like it's like a nuke or something it's like an uh, an atom bomb and they fire it and it's locked on to the iron giant and so the iron giant like chooses to be good and sacrifice himself he flies up way up into like the atmosphere into space um so that nobody else gets hurt i remember this scene mm-hmm and he grabs it, he's, and he's I think flying he's flying like, with it. He's flying space. with. Uh, I don't know about. I don't remember that. I know that he's flying. He does the Superman pose, and he's saying, and he says, "Be good." But yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that in such a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen that like at least oh fifteen God. years. That same man. That that's excellent recall, by the way, for not having seen it. Like oh, I'm really good at that, but then I can't remember like. I can't put a name to a face and that's kind of my job is to know people and help them with their, their financial stuff. I'm really bad about that too, but I was reading that book, how to win friends and influence people or whatever the hell. And, you know, he was that's talking a weird title for a book. Yeah. It sounds a little sketch, right? How to win friends and influence people or and something shit, like yeah. that. I think it, Oh, <laughs> fuck you, man. um but it was talking about how if you remember someone's name that's like a big deal to them oh yeah you know and it said it showed like examples of like leaders that were all known for remembering people's names and they like to they like it if you use their name in conversation um yep and like he was saying if you really want to knock your mailman's socks off remember his name and the next time he comes by just be like um, hey dave hey, how's it going yeah yeah and so yeah. i tried this like because i'm not really that good at remembering names but to be honest i don't actually put effort into it at all you know it's just yeah. kind of like it either happens or it doesn't yeah so i went to the back when i was in the army still i went to the post office on base and i was trying to ship this package and this dude his name was isaiah um mm-hmm. And he was, you know, working the counter and I was talking to him and just being friendly. And then I asked him what his name was. And, you know, of course he told me. So I remembered it. And like, I kept telling myself, like, I have to remember this. I have to remember this. I have to remember this. And then I did. Basically, like anytime I saw him, I instantly right off the top of my head, Isaiah, I instantly knew it. And I'm really bad at him. Yeah. And I did call him it. I'm sure he's appreciated it, but he didn't really. Didn't well, really that's something that sticks out instead of just like, hey, you were like, oh, hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks for helping me. It's it's like, yeah. oh, you, you immediately open with that. It's like you, Jeremiah. It's like, or you, Isaiah, whoever it is. It's it's like personal. They're calling you out. Yeah. Name like they know you. It's it makes it a lot more. It, it breaks it sets it apart from all their all the normal interactions where it's hi how can i help you it's like oh i need to mail a package or whatever it is yeah exactly i have that i have that a lot of times with my job 
Um, cause there's a lot of times where I'm just, I'm just doing transactions for people and I'll, rem- I'll remember their face. Like if I see them, like, I know this person, or I don't know this person. Um, and then I'll remember their name. Like I'll remember Bob Bobertson, but then I don't know it's that this dude with, uh, with gray hair and, a, and, a um, big goatee and everything. Um, it's usually not until like you have some kind of memorable, some, some kind of conversation that kind of sets it apart for you. Um, either a good thing or a bad thing. Like there was one guy I was waiting on. I don't think I've ever waited on him, but I've definitely seen him at my branch and I've heard his name before, but he didn't know me. I didn't recognize him right away, but for whatever, I thought he was going to be really upset, um, at first, uh, just based on our conversation. But at the very end, after it was just like a simple, I think it was a deposit or we did, I did a transfer for him. Um, and then he was just I was having a conversation with me about um, one of the people uh, that used to work at that branch that he really liked. And it's just, he's just sitting there for like 10, 15 minutes of like, Oh yeah, this person, they started here, then they moved here and all that. Oh, did you know this person? And then now I, I absolutely, well, it, it happened today. So it's fresh in my memory, but um, I know this person by name and I know them by face. Like I'm going to remember them a lot yeah. better than just, bob bobertson and he's like just some dude yeah yeah and i don't know why it matters exactly but it does i do know that it matters i just don't know why it makes it personal well i mean but think about it if you're standing in line to go up to the bank booth you know booth to do whatever you're gonna do yeah and you see that banker all the time but you're not sure if they really remember you you know and it's you know you walk up and they're like hi how may i help you today sir and you're like ah shit you know maybe it's not that big of a deal but you're it's still there kind of but then if they remember you it's like oh hell yeah man like this guy knows me yeah i mean they have have no why why does that matter like why is that such a big deal to us you know well we're social creatures so it's they they're making it personal if even if you don't know their name if yeah. they know your name, you remember them because it's like there's only so many people that work at this place. Like you can go if you anywhere that you frequent, if it's a bank, a store, a restaurant, um, if you go there enough times and you pay attention, then you're going to recognize the people that work there. Um, and eventually those people will also recognize yeah. you. Um, it probably then, has something to do with feeling welcome, I think. Like, yeah. Naturally, as creatures or as people that are tribal we want to feel welcomed by the other people so maybe it has something to do with that i don't know i think so yeah Yeah. i mean we're just we're social creatures we we like we crave (coughs) like social interactions so it's when when somebody is doing they're putting the extra effort in they're making it more personal than uh most people have a positive reaction to that they they, they're going to have a better experience which is going to make them remember that more yeah so yeah yeah pretty high <laughs> anyways we were talking about god <laughs> yeah. what was the the damn joke the circles or no no time what is time what is what is time <laughs> if you really think about it on a philosophical level <laughs> well that's easy mohan time is uh time is fuck 
<laughs> time is a measurement of fuck. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from a certain point of view, that's not wrong. <laughs> what you said is true from a certain point of view. I suppose so. Um, that was a pretty crazy experience. But I probably understood time better during that experience than I would have understood, than I'll ever understand time again. Well, you're kind of how you process information, how you think about stuff has changed. So significantly, you could also think that, I mean, you could probably give me a better definition of what time is now than before, because the definition you gave is then was oh that's easy uh time is a measurement of um fuck well it's definitely, you, time, you could probably finish a sentence now um probably but i think the problem is because like when you're under the influence of some type of psychedelic i don't believe the way you think is changed i think the shit your mind is open to has been changed pretty drastically like you don't normally have access to all this information that's just flowing by you a million miles an hour. So that I have no experience with this. So I have only, Oh, my bad. I have no experience with this. So I'm purely going based off of what the conversations I've had with other people that explain their um, experiences. But I know there's one um, uh, dimethyltryptamine. I think is what it's called. Oh, yeah. DMT. DMT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's supposed to, a lot of people that go, that, that do it, they, uh, um, <laughs> a lot of people come back and they'll talk about the, the machine elves. And like even people like, I don't know, I don't know if any studies have gone into this in more depth with like controls of it's not like, um, like one person's like, oh, there's the machine elves. And, and then somebody else hears that. It's like, and they saw something similar, so but it was it wasn't machine elves. It was some other kind of creature. It was machine dwarves. Um, and then they retroactively uh, like merged the two ideas together. But there's a lot of people they explain something similar where a veil of some kind is lifted and they can see not a different dimension, but they see some like. They are aware of like a different, it's so hard. It's, it's hard to describe. They're aware of a different dimension, reality, a different view, view of reality that they normally aren't aware of. So that's how they kind of, a lot of people uh, explain it is there's some kind of veil lifted where they're it's like, if you live your entire life, there's a curtain, there's a curtain right here. And you live your entire life looking this way, looking that way, looking that way. And then you do DMT and this, this curtain gets lifted, this veil gets lifted. And then you suddenly can see this way. That's kind of similar to how a lot of people describe it. Yeah. And then they, they also say that there's, uh, a lot of people say that there's the machine elves and they'll try to make a deal with you about giving you information or giving you power or something and you're apparently not supposed to take the deal but nobody ever explains what the deal is or if anybody ever takes the deal they don't say what they made the deal for so i don't know oh, jesus man yeah i 
really wanted to do that one too, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm very nervous about doing something like that because that that's way stronger than any, any other psychedelic. Yeah. You know, and it's a chemical naturally so produced by your body, or not so um, but it's just, it, I think it's mainly when you sleep. I think it plays yeah. a role in part of your dreams of, but uh, yeah, obviously they're take when they're doing it, they're doing it in much higher quantities than you would normally. Well, and they're smoking. Body, it. So it's, um, I, I don't know. How you, yeah. Yeah. You that's a drink, it. isn't it? Ayahuasca yeah. Ayahuasca is a drink, but DMT it, most people just smoke it um like out of a crack pipe kind of a thing uh okay gives it a bad um it gives it like a bad context but it's, it's yeah anything that's that how you smoke it in a crack pipe anything like that if it's like anything like that <laughs> it's not crack it's gonna make but, it yeah um well you know it's not crack <laughs> yeah but they anyway so smoking it is very fast and you don't have like a shaman right like you don't have someone guiding you through it Spirit there's guide. no tradition i think that the structure and tradition of an ayahuasca trip with like a, you know some shaman that's built his whole life around it i think that's probably the way to do it personally uh, but i don't yeah, know that's I've just never tried uh, i mean i've seen um what is it uh michael from vsauce he did one he had another show um I don't remember what the show's called but he had a thing where he was going he was actually very nervous about it because a lot of um a lot of people come out to it they like they explain it as like they can see things in a different way they think about things in a different way and it changes a lot of they well it say they say that it changes a lot of people so that was something he was really nervous of he, he didn't want to go into it and then lose himself and become somebody else like some something about him change he was really nervous about that so the first time they did it it was really really small dosage and he was he was very nervous which that's one of those things that what you take into it kind of is what you get out of it yeah but and i think that's that's why they have to have some kind of guide in it it doesn't have to be some shaman that's doing like the super traditional way of that they've been doing it forever however long in this tribe in the middle of um the the rio grande but or wherever it was i don't remember where it was um but you kind of have to have at least starting out you probably have to have some kind of guide of like somebody that an anchor point of some kind that's letting you know what's happening what's not happening kind of influencing keeping you on the right track yeah Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the second time he did it, um, it was a lot stronger and it's a really good, I think it's like, I don't even know if it's an hour long. It's, I don't, I don't think, I think it's less than an hour. It's a really good uh, video. It's really interesting. I'd recommend it to, I'd highly recommend it to people. Yeah. What, what's it called? Um, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. What's, but it's Michael from Vsauce and it's, he has another series where he does more long form uh, things like that and one of them is he's has an ayahuasca he, he actually goes down um he flies all the way down um to south america and he gets on like a river boat and he's going down the river through these like these like swamp marshland whatever it is um all the way down until he gets to where this village is and then the villages like they've kind of monetized it. it's kind of not quite a village anymore like they've got huts but they're like built using 
like two by fours and stuff like that. They've got like seat cushions and it's far cry from just like a normal village, but it is very remote. They don't have like electricity, running water, all that stuff. Um, and there's a guy, people can pay money to be taken out there to do these trips. That's what they do. So this is like the closest thing to a professional uh, drug trip, ayahuasca yeah. trip that you can do. Yeah. Um, and I think it probably, for most people, it probably does help being out in nature away from things because there's a lot of other like uh, stimulants or like outside influences that could really mess with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what really makes the difference, I believe, is your environment. Um, I, I don't know about ayahuasca specifically, but I know how vulnerable I was while under the influence of other psychedelics and who um if anything would have happened like i don't know say someone would have called me and told me that like a relative had passed oh, or yeah. like anything serious that would have uh that would have been really bad i was talking to this one dude at the um place where i buy my delta eight gummies uh, the hippie house here in Tennessee, shout out to all my viewers, all my three <laughs> random people that clicked all my video. Um, all your Tennesseans. Yeah, but Tennesseans. He, he was telling me he did an acid trip. Um, or one of the dudes was telling me he did an acid trip and that he had gotten dumped by his girlfriend. Oh, that's going to be brutal. Yeah, while on acid. And I was like, oh, my God were you okay? Like that had to be a rough trip, man. And he was like, um, no, I was not fine. I was vague corrected. It's like, are you, what? You were what? Vague corrected. Uh, what's that? I don't know. I've never heard that. What is that? I'm saying it right. I hope, but Vay basically, corrected? yeah, basically go to the ER. You're having something up here. That's going wrong. They send you off okay. to the cuckoo house. Either I'm hearing it wrong or it's just a word I've never heard before. Yeah, it's basically where against your will, you're put into a mental institute. Oh, okay. Yeah, Alrighty. involuntarily. Yeah. yeah. So he said he spent a week there. Um, but he told me it was a great trip after, uh, after he was <laughs> there. Great trip after, after he was there. <laughs> yeah. After he got to the loony. Really yeah. It was pretty nice. Um, and then he just spent the rest of the week kind of like regaining his sanity. Um, so that's it. I think like that's the thing with uh, psychedelics, because we're getting into this new time now where it used to be all drugs are bad. And now it's like some are bad. Some have uses. Some are useful, but you have to use very carefully. I think that's how we're starting to view psychedelics. Um, it's like shrooms is good, but be in a safe place you know have people yeah. you know they don't necessarily need to be there but have them like aware that you're tripping and stay somewhere close they know. know if like there's um i mean obviously i don't i don't think you can i don't know enough about drugs but uh <laughs> there's some drugs that like so, things that are more serious like if you're going to do something that's really bad like heroin then like somebody is at least aware that you're doing it they can check on you so that if you just overdose then you're not gonna they're not gonna just find you a week later uh they might actually be able to save your life 
there was um I, I hear this very rarely but there was a as an idea there's a proposal for um legalizing all drugs doesn't matter the harshest thing like heroin cocaine um other drugs um and but it's legal to do but you have in order to do it you have to go to a facility that does it so if you want to do heroin you have to go to basically like a clinic and where they will they'll talk like they'll have it's basic it's a doctor and just like they they have your medical history they kind of get an idea of what, who you are what like what your body can take um like do they have to get if they're going to give you like um anesthesia or uh like if they're gonna give you morphine they know well this is like a really big dude with a really high tolerance and we're gonna give him a lot more if this is like a really small child and he's very weak no tolerance then don't give him that much or else it's gonna kill the person um then like they kind of have an idea of of your medical background i guess they can give you they make sure they give you the right amount to where you're not going to od and then it would also have the idea it's not just like open season on do whatever drugs you want so long as you go here um because it's not going to encourage drug use it would just be everybody that's going to do anybody that's curious and they're going to do it it would also be like medical stuff so it's like you're not going to get anything laced with like weird stuff it's all going to go through like um like more professionals but um people that are curious about it they're going to have if they do try it if they're even allowed to they would be doing it in a safer environment they'd have more information about it um and then it would also have the um the intent to get people off the streets get people out of like out of bad places they do it here and they can also get weaned off of it so if you're caught out out in the wild doing it then you're going to get arrested you're going to get fined or you're going to go um another part of that actually is that if you're caught doing it um not at one of these facilities you don't you don't just go to jail because that doesn't help that doesn't help you um other than get you off the street where you might hurt somebody else um you would have to go to rehab or you'd have to go to one of these facilities where you get you do get cleaned up but the idea was that these facilities that all the people that are doing these drugs that are destroying themselves they can go there to do them safely and with also the intent of weaning them off of it to help them get cleaner at least if they do keep it as a habit then it is yeah. a more minor habit it doesn't take as doesn't rule their lives or negatively affect them as much as it could have there's a TED very talk. controversial though yeah there's a ted talk where they're talking about certain countries um you know that have ramped up their funding for drug enforcement and stuff like the united states yeah like how it, you know a lot of countries doubled down on the enforcement uh while one country i forget which one it was um it's gonna bug me singapore i wanted to say switzerland but i could be wrong I think it, there's one of um, singapore they've done well, a there's lot one of, where they they did legalize it they did a lot of stuff um, like that they legalized a bunch they of stuff completely legalized it yeah. and not only did they legalize it they made it so that if you wanted help, you could go get help for free without consequence, but you could also, uh, they would subsidize your wages at a job. So like if you oh, were a recovering addict and you were trying to get, you know, back on your feet, you could hard to, go get a job. Yeah. So they would, and people would hire you because they'd only have to pay you half what they would normally have to pay you. Yep. And they probably, um, the business would also probably get some kind of tax incentive for 
helping just like how we get it. if you um, you get tax incentives for having uh, people with disabilities or just like uh, there's just all kinds of quotas um, for that you can get um, tax write-offs or yeah no 100 percent. so this create in, in all right i'm sorry i'm trying to recall exactly what this was Country legalized you, everything and yeah 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 so the country legalized everything they subsidized the wages if you um were a recovering addict uh you you could okay i remember what i was gonna say now sorry i was completely fucking derailed there they looked at the statistics afterwards and they saw that there was a pretty huge drop in crime because obviously if a lot of the crime they're enforcing or uh correcting is drug use that's going to drop dramatically but they also found a bunch of other crimes had been reduced mm -hmm. um people weren't you know um as uh, willing to go and do drugs now that it was legal because that removed pretty much everyone that was in it because it was taboo and not something you were supposed to do wouldn't do it anymore yeah so that yeah. was yeah that was um what they saw when they did the reverse of what we're doing although we're not That's doing that now we're legalizing weed and i think even certain psychedelics and uh yeah colorado well, it's it's always the law is always going to follow the culture um, and yeah. one of the downsides of that is oh, there's a there are a ton of laws that are still on the books like weird those wacky laws of like Oh, in this state, it's it's illegal to put a pie on the windowsill on a Tuesday for what? Or it's it's illegal to take a shower on a Sunday or like weird laws like that. Yeah. Like back in like way back in the day when they were when they were put on the books, like there was a reason, presumably that, and it made sense for them to be a law of like you can't take a shower on this day. That means because um, like the town that you were in only had, or that city only had so much of a water supply. So they needed, and they needed it for something else on that day. Um, or you can't put a, uh, a pie on a windowsill because it might attract animals because they had like nature was a lot closer um, back then, stuff like that. Um, there are a ton of laws like that, weird wacko laws that are on the books that people break every single, like thousands of people, millions of people break every single day. Um, but it's not culturally uh, enforced. So a cop's not going to, you're not going to get arrested for that. Yeah. But they could. Um, yeah. Now, if a judge or a jury were to convict you of that, that's a different case. That's a, that's a different situation. But um, there's, on on paper there's nothing preventing if a cop just doesn't like doesn't just doesn't like you for whatever reason they're having a bad day and they see you put a pie on that windowsill they can bust your door down arrest you and on paper they're they get away with it in yeah. real life presumably hope hopefully that would one the, the cop would never do that and two there'd be enough outrage at the it would basically just get laughed out of the courtroom. Yeah, or hopefully, like the other cops, like someone above them would be like, "Hey, fucking retard, you can't be doing that. <laughs> can't be yeah. arresting people for putting pies on doors, dumbass." But then it's like, yeah. <laughs> do you really want your cops to have that much freedom? 
don't you want them to enforce every law and then we just vote those laws that we don't want to enforce out of existence that's a that's a danger so well that we do need to we do need to have that ability to vote to get rid of old bad laws instead of just adding more and more laws and this just this book of laws gets more just bigger and more complicated and which ones are enforced which ones aren't and then if you change if you change the common language then like if you change what a word means which is happens a lot in the past uh, decade or so a lot of meanings of words have changed so that you don't have to change the law if you change the understanding of a word or a couple words then you change effectively you change what the law is yeah um but yeah there i mean that's so you do police definitely do need discretion on things like they have to have some discretionary ability just like judges have some discretionary ability that's the difference of um you have some states that like california has the three strike law where it doesn't matter what you do you stole a grape from a grocery store a single grape you took that off the off the vine and you got arrested you got a normal it's a slap on the wrist like you took a grape it doesn't it doesn't in the grand scheme of things that doesn't matter that's a like the one probably the most minor thing you could do that is illegal but you do that three times and get caught life in jail as opposed to you murdered you you killed and ate a bunch of people then like that's a lot worse going to life in prison for that is a lot worse than just you did you did a bad thing three times um so that's where that's where the that would be where the judges have discretion of this is and that's that'd be also be the difference between um you just went out like hmm, i feel like killing somebody so you go out and you just and you murder somebody just because you're a monster as opposed to um you you're you're out with your with your kid with your little kid and somebody comes up and they and they're trying to attack them like they're trying to take the kid or hurt the kid and you fight them either in self-defense or for the to protecting your kid and you kill that person that is our society says that that is more that is less unacceptable uh or more acceptable than if you just went out killing for no reason like it's if it's just that is more acceptable than stealing a grape depends on who you talk to but yeah well no because i mean like in you know the perspective of the law yeah one gets you in jail one doesn't right okay maybe not maybe the grape doesn't get you to jail so but there's legal that, consequences, right? Uh, that what I, I guess that depends. Us also, if you're in Cal, okay, I don't know if in California specifically if that would land you in jail. But I do know that if you break the if you if you commit a crime three times, then if you break a law three times, then you life in jail. Oh wait, that's but, a, uh, that's an actual thing. Yeah, that's an actual thing in California. In and California. there's a lot of times people don't know. There's a lot of times people don't know how many time like how many strikes they have against them. So like there's some people they were just caught out with marijuana uh, three times or like they stole they stole they shoplift and then got caught with drugs twice and they're in they're in li- uh, jail for life Be- even though they've never hurt anybody directly um, they're in jail for life because they they broke a rule three times that's, that's pretty wow. messed up if you think about it like you if you like something that's coming becoming more and more culturally acceptable is is marijuana um if you if you get caught either under the influence or with marijuana three times hey no you stop that um then you can go to jail for life um well not in california no well i I don't think so in 
No, because uh, California, I think they legalized it. But back in the day, there, there are people yeah. that they never hurt anybody. They just they were smoking a plant um, or they had a plant on them and they are put in the same camp with murderers and rapists. Yeah, that's crazy. So there's one of like, there's one. So my stepdad, actually, um, I've had this conversation with him where I, I understand both sides of this. I definitely lean against it though of on one hand, like they shouldn't, if they're doing something, a victimless crime, if they're doing it, three times they shouldn't go to jail for life for that but at the same time my stepdad's view on it and he's a little bit more um he's more strict with this kind of stuff of it doesn't matter what they did it's it matters that they just they know the rules if you break if you break the rules three times you go to jail for life so it doesn't matter what rules they broke they chose to break the rules three times therefore they have made the decision that ended them up in going to, to jail for the rest of their life I can see both sides of that. I still lean against that of because there's we there's should just give them the option that, to leave the yeah. country. Like, I mean, if we're gonna go that far with it, yeah, we'll just send. We'll just we'll we'll make a new Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, like instead of spending the money to support this person for the rest of their life, yeah, why not just send them like okay maybe not even i'm not saying that we just abandon our people and when they violate our laws we send them off to other countries and let them handle it but if you're going to make this person against their will accept all your support and stay inside this room for the rest of their life because they violated your country's laws well they're obviously not a fit for your country so why not send them out of your country yeah right I mean, I mean, I don't know, because they, they got to go somewhere, right? And, like, that would piss that also kind of gets into... If I'm, if I'm a different country and, like, you keep sending all your prisoners over to where... Well, that's why... Well, the, first of all, the British didn't care. But also, that's why the Australian... Or the British put um, put them all their criminals on in Australia. They put it on a whole other island where they didn't... Um, oh, is that is that what happened? It wasn't really people... Yeah, it was a prison. It was a. I'm pretty sure it could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that's how Australia was formed. Is um, the Great Britain? Uh, they just kept on putting all of their criminals. Like that was jail. Was the continent slash country of Australia? Oh wow, that's just where they put all the prisoners. That. If that's not true, I've been lied to my entire childhood. Huh. And that's actually quite funny, but. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, I don't know how long we've been talking for. How long has it been? Uh, it's 11.22. We started almost two hours ago. Okay. Well, Hour I 40, maybe. You might be my longest punk podcast so far. So. Well, yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming on. And uh, I'm really high. <laughs> yeah it was it was a fun experience I'm glad no I this has on. actually been pretty fun um i, I really am, like I this not high. yeah even uh if this podcast like flops and never takes off um i still think it's kind of cool just to sit down with people this is this has been pretty fun just with uh like now you but also check and Ephraim, and then doing it by myself is kind of weird 
I do have a 30 plus minute video of me like just fucking talking. You can just talk to chat. <laughs> yes. But eventually, yeah, eventually, yeah, if it takes <laughs> off, you'll have a chat. You can have a, a group of people they can add ask. You can do an AMA and they can ask you questions. Um, or you can just be kind of, I mean, you can pick whatever it was. If you want to do a, a current event or politics or celebrity gossip or science, technology, innovation, whatever, you can pick something. You just like, hey, this is a thing that happened, or hey, this is a historical event. And then people can ask you questions about it, or they can say, well, this didn't happen. Bob Thomas didn't say this. He actually said this. And Bob Robertson didn't hit him with a, a walking cane. It was a it was a chair or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I open myself up, open myself. Jeez, fuck. I open myself up to words and things and stuff. Yeah, words and things and stuff. I open myself up to all these, you know, crazy people on the fucking internet that want me to go jump off a bridge or something, you know. <laughs> well, you gotta have probably have chat moderators. Uh, either you do it initially, or if depending, like, I guess how big it is and how many people you have to like, either kick people from the chat or quiet. <laughs> however, it works. You like print them. From, yeah. They can still see, but they can't mm. type. Things like that. Uh, yeah. But no, uh, thanks for coming on, man. And absolutely. See you next time. I'll see you next time. Uh, before you go. Um, where can people find you? Um, well, they cannot. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your can, websites, bro? You my know, website? Oh, it's actually... Um, just want to promote you, man. Uh, Fr- Freedom Warrior Hacktivist uh, 1776 <laughs> at AOL.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, bro. Um, well... I'm pretty, this is like a new podcast and I'm pretty broke. So we, I have to do my own outro music. So <laughs> Oh, it's still going. I just yeah, turned my video going. off. You just turned your video off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to laugh.